do something a little bit different. Um, this being Pride Month and Sonic Strip being a big supporter of all things LGBT. We asked a variety of different people, listeners and peers in the Sonic community to basically just have a little chat with us and discuss what their experiences are being part of the LGBT family. So um, thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy. The first person we talked to today is an online viewer of The Sonic Show who goes by the online name of Wumpus Grumpus. Hello Sonic Show, I'm Wumpus Grumpus Tech and I'm here to answer some questions about being LGB, part of the LGBTQ community and here to help me is my friend Connor. Hey guys, I'm Connor, also known as Connykins. Um, I'm not gay personally, but I'm here to help out my buddy. I told him about the questionnaire or whatever you guys were having on the show, so I let him know and here we are. Let's begin. Um, I realized I was LGBT about a year ago on my school trip, and I can't tell you much about it because there's not a whole lot to remember. All I remember is that it just kind of clicked, and at that point I knew that I was gay. I first came out online to my friends, who were a very nice, supporting group of people, and then I eventually came out to my brother, who then told my parents, and now most of my family knows. I live in California, which is a pretty understanding place. I go to the same high school with my boyfriend, and we've never really caught any flack. So, really, I'd say they're about equal. I don't really think there's a whole lot of difficulty for me. The next voice you're about to hear is Kaz. Um, You'll be hearing her throughout this episode. She is a member of our very own video series, Sonic Reacts. Now, I am 29 years old, and I realized actually only in the last couple of years, I'm a very, very late bloomer to this. And I don't think that's all bad. I think that's okay, because, you know, I've had time to sort of work a lot out, I guess. But when I was younger, I definitely had inklings that I may be not straight. But I guess I, I put that to the back of my mind for many, many years and I so much did so that it never really became anything until much later on. I mean, I even had a boyfriend. I was in a long, long-term relationship with a guy. We were very domesticated. We lived together for four years. Four years. And it's only... We split up like five years ago now. And it's only in the past two years, two and a half, two, three years maybe, that this sort of thing came back to me the sort of realisation that I had attraction to women and I was capable of loving a female sort of came to me. And it's only really in the, after like a lot of questioning things and letting myself be me and accepting things, it's only in the last year, I guess, that it's really, really come to light that this is who I am. So, yeah, in the last year, I guess, <laughs> I've um, realised this is me and... I am a gay female. I'm not going to say the word lesbian because I hate the word lesbian. Don't ask me. I just think I just don't like it. I mean, there's some parts of social media that I'm not even out on. I mean, Facebook, for example, I'm not out on Facebook at all. I'm, I still keep that to myself. I mean, I maybe leave hints or I will act to myself more on Facebook that I'm very pro LGBT community, but I haven't made any sort of announcement yet and people that have known me for years have known that I've been in a relationship with a guy and they won't know about anything else really because I don't put a lot of my private business on Facebook I, I, I don't, I feel Facebook the community on Facebook of anything or something like that any sort of community on Facebook is very quick to judge I don't want to be judged for who I am, I don't want that 
So I decided to keep things off Facebook. And if people openly ask me, I would be honest with them, but I don't feel the need to make any sort of announcement. Twitter, yes, I am so, if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so out, so that's fine. But in real life, I guess, I, I can't really, I don't really know, to be honest, if I came, which one I came out on first, but I think a lot of people knew when I was going through the whole realising what was going because, you know, it showed a lot, but I guess a bit of both, really. Uh, I came out and online really at the same time because a lot of my friends are online and who helped me through it and a lot of my friends in real life obviously know as well, so I guess that's a very long-winded maybe answer, maybe not answer for that one. The following voice you'll be hearing throughout the episode is my own awful interview with myself. Yes, me, Jay Eggman. Apologies. <laughs> so, I knew that I was, you know, interested in other guys and stuff. Back when I was, well, the first time I was like really 100% like this is seems like what's going on was when I was um, 14 and I remember ringing someone and um, telling them oh this is really important um, blah 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 and I came out as a 14 year old to my closest friend and then they told the whole school and that was fun Coming up next is Sonic YouTuber Elemental Girl 101 for me, I realized when I was when I was like LGBT when I was in seventh grade. Now I was in the middle of middle school basically. Now in seventh grade, I was like in the end. It was yeah, I was in the middle of seventh grade where I started questioning my sexuality. I was at this um, basic. I was at this dilemma or something where I was um, I did I didn't know if I was like I knew I wasn't straight, but I knew I was like attracted to both genders. So like. That, that was one thing out of the way. I knew I, like, I'm not straight, but I, I do like girls and I do like boys. So like I, I didn't know what I was until later on I learned what you know liking both genders is, which is bisexual. So like, oh okay, now I understand. I'm, I'm basically this. So yeah, I um I knew I was part of LGBT in the middle of middle school, seventh grade. Gay, lesbian, and bisexual people, you could argue, are well represented in the Sonic gaming community. However, all the people under the many other letters of that wonderful alphabet we have aren't so well seen. Um, Lyrical Miracle here tells us about how he came to terms with who he is. I realised I was LGBT when I was 15. I realised that I'm under the polysexual umbrella, but before I knew what pansexual was, I just assumed I was bisexual. So I came out as bi at home on the 24th of April 2012. I'm usually pretty good at remembering specific dates because I have Asperger's, but yeah, spring 2012 was when I realised I wasn't straight. So I was like 15 and a half or something, and I came out as bi. Later I revised this and came out as pan. Number 2. When slash have you come out? Did you do so online before in real life? <laughs> the number of times I have come out is ridiculous, okay? But please, be patient and hear me out here. So, have I come out? Yes, obviously. But when? Well, I came out as bi, like I said, April 2012. 
I was at the end of year 10, and then I realised what pansexual is, and realised and accepted that was me when I was about 16? 17? I don't actually remember when specifically, but I think I was 17. I realised I am also transgender, and so, since I had finally figured myself out in simple terms, I finally answered my long time of questioning, and I learned to accept myself for who I am. So we get to January 2014, okay? And that was when I realised I'm a man. So I made my current Facebook on Valentine's Day that year. So February 2014 was when I started to make my genuine self a bit more public and established online. And after six months of volunteering at a local LGBTQ charity, and a few months of understanding my true self and being out and about online, I eventually came out to my closest family as a pan-trans guy on the 4th of June 2014. And I've realistically been out of the closet ever since. Although I did learn some more specific things about myself along the way, such as being non-binary slash genderqueer and being on the asexual spectrum. Now, I am still by all means fully male, but I say NB and sometimes genderqueer because some days I am agender, as in genderless, and I don't know why that is, it just is. And while this is quite close to being a demiguy, I don't think I personally identify with that, because it feels like it, I don't know, lessens the maleness of my gender? Like, it means I'm only partially male, which is not true, I am holistically male. I just don't feel male all of the time, if you get me. Just most of the time. Now, while some days I am a gender and most days I am binary male, I always ID as a man because it's just comfier, I guess. Even when I deviate from the binary, I am still a valid man. And it might sound contradictory, but that's just my identity, yeah? Now, if people like me ID as demiguys, that's absolutely fine. They are completely valid to ID that way. It just doesn't really seem to fit me, that's all. I guess I'm just an occasionally agender man, which I think makes me non-binary, or less binary if you will. But in any case, I can definitely say that I am certainly an AFAB, transgender and genderqueer man. Next up, you'll be hearing Nick the Gamer, a fellow Sonic YouTuber, who discusses what it's like when you still haven't fully come out yet. Well, growing up, I've always had, like, an interest in women and whatever. Like, sometimes me and my friends or my cousin would sometimes, you know, make jokes or whatever or kind of just notice, hey, she has, like, you know, big butt size or whatever and all that. Like, I I've always had an attraction to women, and I still do and all that. But around the age of five, I think, when I was growing up, I've also kind of admittedly had an attraction to men as well. And, um... For a while, I couldn't really uh, explain why or whatever. In fact, I never really explained it. It's something that I kind of questioned to myself because growing up, this was something that is, you know, wrong to think about. I mean, it it's, you know, proper for you to grow up. And, of course, you know, if you're a guy, then obviously you marry a woman. If you're a woman, then you marry a man and all that. You know, it's tradition and whatnot. But, of course, growing up, there was always this thing where... I sort of questioned why was I also interested in men like I was interested in women as well but why was I also interested in men and eventually it's not until I started to go into teenagehood that not only did I know that this was you know common but it's something that is natural it's 
something that is natural. There are people that aren't attracted to the opposite sex. There are people that are only attracted to the same sex. And for me, I'm attracted to both. And the more I grew up, not only did I know that this was, you know, common, but it was natural and it was an okay feeling to have. I can definitely say for sure that I haven't come out fully yet. I mean, I have um, told a handful of people, but most of them have been online because it's easier to socialize with people online than actually admit it in person. But there has been at least one or two people that I have admit that, yeah, I am bisexual in person. But um, it's definitely easier to do it online than it is in person because um, sometimes it's easier to take in the words, you know, coming from, you know, your Facebook chat or your uh, messenger chat or whatever, as opposed to, um, you know, a reply coming from the tone of a person's, of a person's voice. And it's easier to, you know, comprehend um, that when it's um, coming from online than it is in person. But at the same time, sometimes it's only best to start with the people that you know you can trust, that you know accepts uh, like gay people bisexuals transgenders you know all that sort of stuff and if they accept you know people that are different but are still human beings then those are the people that you definitely need to go to first and i haven't come out fully yet but i can definitely say that there will be a time where i will come out um you know completely open in fact doing this very interview right now this is probably as opened as I have ever been. I mean, I've only told a handful of people, and now that I'm doing it through this, I practically have told a thousand people. Next we speak to DJ Ear, a very much well-respected DJ in the Sonic community. If you've ever listened to a Sonic remix album, he has most likely contributed towards it. Most people knew online um, than in real life. I never really came out online. Um, I just sort of did my own thing, and um, I thought it'd be weird to publicly announce, you know, hey, I'm bi. Like it, it's, I don't, I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Um, it's not the most important thing about who I am as a person by a long shot. Um, my my friends in real life. Not that I don't have any outside of real life. Um, they picked up on it pretty quickly. Um, I, you know, I, uh, I don't think they, they ever really cared. Um, I'm not loud or flamboyant uh, or anything like that, but, like, I don't hide who I am or what I'm into, and so it doesn't, you know, just t hanging around me long enough, you kind of, they kind of figure shit out. 95% of my coworkers and my managers know that I'm bi and nobody really cares at all. Um, I think that goes for people that know me online as well. Everyone thinks I'm straight. Everyone. Unless they hang out with me long enough. Uh, I'm like a ghost on their gaydar. Another Sonic fan and budding artist in the world of music tells us a bit more about how he came to the realisation of who he was. 
So I first realized that I was LGBT when I was in the ninth grade. At that time I was kind of struggling with trying to get a girl, but in the ninth grade something really bad happened to me, which means one particular girl, and it just kind of changed my life, and then it changed my thought on girls in general. I mean, I could still be friends with one, but couldn't really date one, so. In 10th grade was when I made the full change, but I hadn't come out to anyone yet. Uh, yes, I have come out to some people, but the first time that I did so was online before in real life. Because it's a lot easier to come out online. Because, you know, people are gonna like you because you're nice and they don't really care who you like as long as you don't force it onto them. It's just a common belief that a lot of the friends I have now share with me. It's a lot easier being the way that I am online instead of in real life because online you're just a normal person to whoever it is you're talking to, but in real life, it's it's an entirely different story. And, yeah, I often have to act straight a lot. I'm pretty sure if you met me for the first time, you would not be able to tell that I'm gay. Moving along, we have a chat with Nicholas, who is a Sonic Show fan who has only recently come back into the Sonic community. I realized I was LGBT, more specifically bisexual, when I was 18, so like a year ago. For a while though, I always suspected I wasn't entirely straight. I came out not too long after I finally embraced that I was bi. I did come out online first, but it was only a few months later that I came out to my parents. It's absolutely easier to be out online than it is in real life. I'm not as active in the Sonic community as I used to be, so I can't really speak too much about how accepting they may or may not be, but the fact that you guys are doing this shows that there are at least some parts that are safe for LGBT youth. Now I go back to myself before returning to some of the people we've already spoken to today. Also, I think the benefit of an online community um, is it's obviously a more concentrated version of real life. So you are going to see um, more yeah, LGBT type characters online than you may see in day to day, especially if you're younger, and um, that's a good thing. So you need those to see those people online doing their day to day lives. Everything's fine, if that's the right word to use, but they're happy and they're comfortable. Um, it's important people see that because when you don't see that, then you do wonder, well, maybe I shouldn't, or maybe I shouldn't explore these feelings that I'm having. Um, so the fact that you can actually see examples of people who are doing that, and um, are happy, and um, living great, not the happy lives, then it's good. I like it, yeah. Um, to be honest, with the Sonic fandom especially, the only really part of the Sonic fandom I'm, I'm a part of really is the Sonic show and Twitter, but I will be honest, and I will, I'm going to use the Sonic Show as an example here. Like when I first saw the Sonic Show, when I started to see people like Jamie online and how the whole setup worked, you know, for me it was very, very obvious that Jay, that you know, the, the Sonic Show head boss, hello sir, how are you doing? 
we're all good today was was obviously gay and you know for me that made me feel more comfortable to approach a sonic show and then offer to do like sort of stuff for it and say look do you want me to help you with stuff and then obviously here i am now you know so i felt that there was there was support there straight away because i didn't feel that i could go here and be rejected and to be honest i haven't had any sort of backlash from the sonic fandom about being gay whatsoever i mean I think there was maybe one thing, but we'll get to that in a later question, but... I mean, let me read this again, just to see if I missed something. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Sonic show for me, I felt was in a safe environment because there was already somebody in the LGBT community actually running the Sonic show, so... For me, I felt very safe coming here, and I, I'm happy I am because there's no one in the Sonic show or that I know on the Twitter fandom that has really really made me feel that I'm a bad person or I don't belong so thumbs up to you guys thank you very much for that most easy for me to be myself online because you always have this like you always have your group of friends online or your community that you're in who accepts you and has been the same situations that you've been in so like you understand each other and you um yeah you you um <laughs> so yeah you understand each other and um you're in this I don't know how to say it. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, so you always understand each other, and you're um you're always like you know in this together, and what and like in your real in your daily life, you're um people don't really people around you don't really understand LGBT. Like I said, your family just doesn't quite get it, and they kind of want to stay away from those things. They they really understand those things, so yeah. So it's much easier for me to be LGBT online than it is for me to be in my daily life because I have people online who understand me and then I have real people, I have my people in my, in my day to day life who really don't get it and just want to stay away from those subjects. So yeah, it's much easier for me to be LGBT online. I've been in the Sonic community now for years and the inclusiveness and support comes in truckloads. Um, nobody in this community cares about your sexual identity or preferences or gender or whatever. They all come together to celebrate their love and their passion for this blue hedgehog. And that's pretty much it. Um, Likely for the same reason there's a large portion of LGBT in the furry fandom. I'll, I'll quote from FurScience.com. Um, it may be the case that the furry fandom, which supports openness and acceptance as its central virtues, may be particularly welcoming place for members of sexual minorities. Because nobody cares. If you, um, any online community that you can find online, and um, when any fandom has um, a large, you know, dedicated fan base, you will find those fans are considered outcasts. And um, purely because I think anyone who's super into anything, doesn't have to be video games or Sonic, anything, um, they feel different. 
and if you go find an online space where you can relate to other people who are into those same interests, I think you find them more acceptable because everyone, whether they be straight, gay, bisexual, transgender, uh, queer, whatever, um, the one common thread by being in such a hardcore community is that you do feel different and so while that like I've always felt welcome to Sonic communities, while people couldn't relate to like how I what I was dealing with in terms of sexuality and stuff, they could still relate to me in the sense that they felt different because they were a Sonic fan, um, and their friends thought it was a bit strange that they were so into it and stuff. Um, so they could relate to me that I didn't feel like in my day-to-day -day life that I had a place where I belonged. Um, because they could relate to that, they were more, much more accepting um, and I didn't have to worry about who I was. And then, due to that safer environment, it was a lot easier for me to then be, build a confidence in who I am, um, which then translates, I think, into your real life and into your day-to-day -day life. And that's a really important tool um, for you to have. So I think forums, you know, Twitter and all this sort of stuff, while there's a lot of nasty people out there, um, I think if you find a community that you um, can be part of, um, it's a, it's a va valuable tool for working out who you are as a person and um, can then be used and adapted to all sorts of different things. Um, so it's good. Hmm. I think the biggest online struggle is dealing with visibility. Not just hyper-visibility, but visibility in general. Sometimes you have to be very selective where you open yourself up online. As for in real life, I think dealing with unaccepting family. Because with friends you could just say, yeah, no, you suck, get on your bike, goodbye. But with family, that's kinda hard. And while there is nothing wrong with disconnecting from estranged family members, and there is nothing wrong with taking care of yourself, it is your family. The people you were born into and raised by. But the good news is that family isn't always blood. It's the people who love and accept you and would always be by your side. And yes, it is hard to deal with bigoted families, but sometimes they do change. I know my family are taking their time, but I think that they are much better now and will eventually get there. Just know that if yours does not, and you have had enough, don't be ashamed, you're your own person and you get to choose who your family are. Fon, for example. I would say so, yes. I know that there are some bad experiences out there, but from what I've seen, the Sonic fandom tends to be pretty supportive of us because a lot of Sonic fans are LGBT themselves. So even though we do have a <clears throat> reputation, we do seem to be pretty inclusive of diverse people. Our fandom has existed for 26 years after all. And I mean, come on now, if Sonic can roll around at the speed of sound, then I'm pretty sure I can be a man who loves any gender. Well, like I said, there are indeed a lot of us here and I'm not exactly sure why, I guess perhaps it's because it focuses on semi-fictional concepts of beings? What I mean is, even though the characters are fictional creatures, they are anthropomorphic, so they are relatable. But they are also not common because they don't exist in our world, unfortunately. 
And a lot of us feel like we are seen as fictional creatures in the world, so we can connect in that way, I believe. Another reason is because of timing. Sonic became a 90s sensation, and the current leading generation of young adults were born in the 90s. And we are deemed the gayest generation, after all. And sure, we've always existed, but the reason there seems to be more of us now is because it's comparatively safer for us to be out now. So a lot of us 90s kids are openly queer, and a lot of us 90s kids grew up with Sonic, like me. So of course, there's going to be an overlap. And yes, I did explore my identity online, particularly my sexuality, because it was online where I found out what pansexuality actually is. I started following YouTuber Lacey Green some time ago, I don't anymore for lots of reasons with stuff that's happened, but she published a video discussing her pansexuality some time ago, and that was when I learned that that was me. So I researched it a bit, and I was like, oh my god, that's literally me. So even though I'm really not a fan anymore, thank you Miss Green for the work that you've done and for teaching me to understand my sexuality. Hands unite! So something's advice that I'd give to people who are still figuring out their sexuality would be just, you know, take your time. I mean, there's no rush. Don't like, don't try to figure out your sexuality right away because I mean, you know you're the best. At the end of the day, I mean, I mean, it's you, it's yourself. And you know, you can't really, I mean, you should love yourself for who you are and just take your time to figure out who you are in life because at the end, like I said, at the end of the day, I mean, you do you. I mean, you know you're the best and just go with it, go with the flow. I mean, I mean, look at me. I, just go with it, try to be straight, see how you like it. I did, I like it. Hell no. Uh, I did have to deal with some homophobic behavior online, but not a lot. It was only about like three times total out of the amount of time I've been on Facebook slash Twitter. Most of it being on Facebook. Now I handled it was just, I told them I can't change the way that I am neither can you and then after that I just stopped talking to them you can't have hate in your life the entire time because it poisons you the advice that I'd give to young people who are still discovering who they are is explore your different options don't let anyone try to change you let you decide for yourself I know this is kind of generic but it's really the best advice I could give to anyone who's still trying to look out for themselves. Well, it's debatable whether or not if a large portion of the Sonic fan base is LGBT. I mean, if it is, it may not come as a surprise or whatever, but I'm pretty sure there's, you know, just as much straight people as there are, you know, LGBT people or whatever. I mean, you, you can't really determine the amount. Uh, I mean, not everyone is going to come open about their sexuality, but I think Sonic would actually... Not, not only be a perfect icon for people who are struggling with their LGBT identity, but I think Sonic does deal with like those kind of themes of, you know, freedom, being more opened up and all that. Like, Sonic is a character of free will. He's a heart of gold. He's someone who loves adventure and loves to explore new things, but he also cares for his friends, and it's something that I think LGBT people and even straight people can you know, look um, up to and whatever, and that um, they can see that, you know, just be yourself, be who you are, and do what you think is right. 
why there's a large portion of the LGBT community represented in the Sonic fandom. I guess it's because it's kind it's a kind of niche enough fandom that some people feel comfortable with it, but popular enough that a lot of people are aware of it. To young people online still discovering who you are, be true to yourself. When you finally realize who you have been all this time, it's liberating and beautiful. You don't have pride because, oh, being gay is cool. We have pride because we're being who we are, even though so much of the world doesn't want us to be. Find others in the LGBT community and surround yourself with accepting people. If, positive, if possible, get negative people out of your life. Of course this is easier said than done, considering it can be family or people you see every day. But if you have a friend online or even, if, or even in person who's being a jerk to you, get them out of your life. You don't need them. Okay, yeah, online gaming match. So, when someone shouts faggot. I don't think people are using it to offend. I think it's just like the first sort of insult they come to. But I think it's just common insults that, you know, people, it just comes to people's mind just for... Just because that's what they would say, you know. And as I mentioned before, you know, there's people at my work, you know, that, you know, there are my friends and my colleagues that they will call someone else gay. You know, they go, gay? Like, this is someone. And I'll just sit there and I go, listen, this dude isn't cool enough to be gay. Stop offending my people, yeah? You know, so... I think it's not... If it's not done in any offence, I think it's... I don't have a problem with it, really. If someone starts calling someone a faggot or a, a lesbian or a... You know, a rug munch, for example. Sorry. I'm going to make you laugh every time I say it. For example... I think, to be honest, no matter what insults can be thrown out, someone's going to try and find someone to offend what you are, even if it's nothing to do with LGBT side. I think changing this mindset is probably never going to happen because it's it's just the way people are, and you can't please it. Unfortunately, you just have to try not take it personally, and just remember that you can always turn your gaming system off and never to be offended of who you are, because you are who you are, and you should be proud of who you are because that's who you are. And you're a cool person. If you're watching this video anyway, you're a cool person, so... Don't be offended by, like, slurs just thrown out of the bat just because someone's offended that you shot them first, you know, it's just... People are people. Not everyone is cool. Is there any other LGBT people in the community you look up to or think they can look to as a positive example of the LGBT fandom? This is, I'm going to answer this, and I'm going to be completely honest about it. Um, our lovely boss, again, Sonic Show creator, hello. Um, I think Jay, I honestly, I'm going to put this out there. Jay is obviously the boss of the Sonic Show. Um, and as I said in the last answer, you know, there, to Jay there's no hiding of who he is, and... You know, he's the boss of this awesome channel. He likes to get people involved. He likes to talk to people. He's really, really cool, you know. And for me, that when I was, like, trending around the Sonic Forks fandom, because the Sonic fandom can be quite... <laughs> at times. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I love you all, but it can be like that sometimes. So when I saw who Jay was, and he was very open about it, and he was happy being him, creating this amazing content, you know, and all this... Oh. Please stop texting me. Phone on silent, maybe? Phone on silent. You know, I think that was easier for me to be me as well. It was easier for me to, you know, be open about being gay in the community. Because look at this guy. He's out. He owns a channel. 
and he's being so cool and people look up to him respect him regardless of his orientation so I guess Jay I looked up to you with this and it was easier for thanks to you it was easy for, easier for me to be out and open about who I am within the community so thank you if okay if you're still confused about who you are about being gay if you're straight I mean that's okay guys because it does take a while for you to figure out you know what you are and you know what you're gonna like and what's gonna be your preference I mean I came out very late I, I figured it out and came out very very late on I mean definitely a late bloomer but there's no rush for you to decide who you are there's no rush for that and you know there's no rush to tell anyone and I really really advise you to if you think that you may be of a, a gay orientation or bi or transgender or lesbian sorry I don't like that word there's no rush if you are that's fine that's who you are and you need to learn to accept it in your own time and that, that, that might take a day that might take months it might take years it's absolutely fine but you know you don't need to rush into telling people you know you I think it's very very important that you figure yourself out first and be totally comfortable with yourself before you start coming out and I'd say that there's nothing to worry about if you are I mean yeah you get some people who are gonna judge you that's fine because there's plenty of people who won't judge you and who will accept if you who you are and that's what you've got to remember there is many 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 I think more accepting people than not accepting people and that's fine because you are you and you're beautiful for who you are and someone will love you for who you are no matter what and just be happy with yourself and I mean I, I'm gonna be totally honest since I've come out and since I've figured things out and I've been totally happier and I've been I feel more free I feel that now if I see an attractive female I, I don't feel like oh my god I can't do this I can't be attracted no no and now I'm just like yeah she's hot and now I'm like I'm so happy that I can be I can think that and I can be I can let myself think that honestly guys it's it's fine to be who you are and as I said before and I will strongly 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 tell you this there will be people that won't accept you, but there will be plenty of people that will accept you. And that's, that's fine. Because you're a normal person, and you just have the capacity to love. Or would you rather have the capacity to love no one, or have the capacity to love anyone? I should probably mention before it goes back to me, and then some other people we've already spoken to today, that the next voice you're about to hear before that is a friend of the LGBT community, Sonic the Cosplayer. Well, unfortunately, the internet lets you hide behind anonymity, and also, unfortunately, there will always be people like that. However, on a positive note, to beat uh, one must just be better. Call out the negativity instead of ignoring it. Remember, all it takes for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Ah, good quote. If you could say one thing to everyone in the LGBT community during Pride Month, what would it be? <laughs> Welcome. Bring it in. Bring it in. That's one word, right? You say one thing. Welcome. 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 <laughs> we love you. But wherever you feel you are in this world, um, be comfortable with that. Realize that there's so many people out there who will support you. And if you're not ready to be that person in your day-to-day -day life, um, this gaming community, um, even though it's about Sonic, 
um, but the people behind that fandom um, will support you because we all, I think, love each other and we're all here for each other. And that will always be the case. Don't ever think that won't be the case. Be who you want to be, not who they tell you to be. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this. Hopefully um, you've been inspired or been able to relate to some of the stories that you've heard today. A big thank you to everyone who contributed um, to helping to make this happen. It means a lot that you're able to share those um, times of your past with us. And um, again, thank you. Guys, you listening, um, you can go to the Audio Boom webpage. In the description is a link where you can buy a Sonic Show Pride t-shirt. It's only on sale for four weeks and all proceeds are going to Stonewall UK so it would mean a lot if you could consider purchasing one plus how many Sonic related Pride t-shirts are there out there so get it while it lasts thank you guys for listening and we will see you again next week bye bye